everybody. Welcome to another episode of M-Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I love that guy, Josh. He's the other guy, Josh. I'm the one who's stupid. He's the silly guy, and I'm the not-so-silly guy. <laughs> it's a comedy duo. <laughs> and uh, this is M-Class Podcast, the only podcast on the internet about Star Trek. Don't Google it. That's a fact, I think. It's the only one. Yeah. And on the... I mean, it's, on this it's the one, only one we do. Well, yeah, so it's the only one who matters, really. Yeah, I don't care about everybody else. I've only listened to, like, two or three others, and they all sucked. So I don't even know what a podcast is. I just show up for them. Whatever. He's on 20 of them. <laughs> uh, I'm on 27 of them. Shit. <laughs> Uh, on this podcast, we have a little bit of a discussion about an episode of Star Trek from beginning to end, and then we tell you our thoughts and also um, probably make a lot of stupid jokes. Yeah, I would also say that we talk about very topical things like fill in the whatever people are talking about these days. Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> We just dated this podcast to either now or 2006. Or the next four years, probably. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, on this episode of M Class Podcast, we're going to be talking about a TOS episode called Balance of Terror. Ja, ja, ja. The, I'm terrified. Ja, ja. This is the first ap- uh, appearance of Romulans. In Star Trek. Yeah. Not, not in the history of Star Trek, but in Star Trek. Right, not in the uh, timeline of Star Trek universe, but the actual, our timeline. Yes. Uh, it's important to note that our collection that we're working on right now is just the Romulan collection. Ramulons. I'll go ahead, I'll go ahead and list you off what we're going to be talking about over the next, I don't even know, like month. Look months. at this producer-ass shit going on right now. What is this? Look, I know what I'm doing up here, buddy. Damn, this guy has, like, notes and he remembers stuff. Uh, first off, of course, we're going to be talking about Balance of Terror from the original series. Uh, That's this week. From TNG, we're going to be talking about The Enemy, which is oh, the, yeah. the one where Jordy makes a best friend who's a Romulan. Yep. Uh, then we're going to talk about DS9 Shadows and Symbols. Yeah. AKA, you can't put guns in your hospital, stupid. <laughs> and uh, f- the final part is going to be Minefield from Enterprise, where the real first appearance of Romulans happens. Well, uh, spoiler alert for you, Jeff. They don't really. You don't really see them. No. That's the thing. They talk about that in Balance of Terror. That, yes. Um, no one has ever seen a Romulan before. Yes, the way that they go about it in the show is uh, pretty clever, actually. Well, we'll get there in a month. <laughs> if we make it that far. Or two months, who knows? We'll get there. I mean, who even knows? <laughs> what? <laughs> this episode is, like, one of my favorite episodes of Star Trek ever. This is a great episode. It's basically a game in- of cat and mouse between two really fucking clever captains. Yeah, and the Romulans are, I would say, up to their old Romulan tricks, but this is the first time yeah. in Star Trek that they've ever done this. But it sets a really great precedent for Romulans for being, like, duplicitous and cunning and really, like, tactically sound. 
And uh, we also get a uh, Mark Leonard performance before he starts playing Sarek. Yeah, he's great. He's the Romulan captain, and he's like... I don't even know, like, Shakespearean, almost, in the way he yeah, delivers his lines and everything. He's, like, 107 in this episode, and then I think when he's in TNG, he's, like, 407. The actor? Because he's not playing yeah. the same character. Yeah, the actor. Yeah, the actor. He's, like, one of those guys who just looks old all the time. Yes. He looks the same age, almost. Like, they put, yeah. like, gray hair makeup on him in TNG, and that's it. Yeah, like, he's not actually that old, but he is, but he is kind of? I mean, he died... I think he died recently, honestly. I think yeah. he died in, like... I actually don't know, but, yeah, he's he was always old-looking. I think that's the difference between previous generations of humans and now, because we eat so many preservatives, right? Yeah. So now we all look way younger than we yes. ever have throughout history. When did he die? Oh, he died in 96. Never mind. Okay, so just a couple years ago. <laughs> just a couple years ago in 1996, 22 years ago. Uh, this episode was written by Paul Schneider, who wrote... From fucking David Letterman? Yes. Isn't his name Reiner? No, that's... That's... That's Paul... That's... Wait. That's Rob Reiner. Rob... Whatever. Rob Reiner wrote... Uh, movies like When Harry Met Sally. Okay, so Paul Schneider from The Tonight Show wrote this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no one's gonna get that reference. <laughs> um, he also wrote The Squire of Gothos the, and okay. uh, an episode of the animated series as well. So he's he's a big uh, a big I, TOS writer. I don't want to get too tangential right now, but I've been watching the animated series and whoo boy <laughs> i i've heard it's wild as shit like all kinds of shit it is on that show. They, it's from 1973 and uh they were really riding that like let's get high and write some shows train um <laughs> the people are still riding today it's fucking out of control like it's crazy i've seen some episodes and uh there there is a very famous episode where they summon satan so I just I just <laughs> fucking watched that one. I just we could do a Satan episodes yeah, list. We There's could, a couple actually. There's a few. Do we put the DS9 episode with Rumble Stiltskin in that list? Yes. <laughs> Cause we need a reason to fucking watch that one. Uh, my friend Max actually watched that like watched that episode not even like a few days ago and he's like, so Rumple Stiltskin just showed up on DS9. <laughs> Dude, Mike and I, when we watched it, we were laughing so... And I'd seen it before then, but watching him watch it, I was like, this is incredible. <laughs> Fucking Rumpelstiltskin. Can't believe they got Rumpelstiltskins up here. <laughs> uh, this place is crazy. The uh, director of this episode directed like a shit ton of other episodes of TOS. Uh, mm. Six. And uh, <laughs> that's a lot. That's actually a lot. It is. There's only three seasons of TOS. Yeah. Uh, he also directed like a ton of other shit TV shows. Like not they weren't shit. Like Zorro and like oh uh, fuck Zorro. Zorro's good. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, hey, I'm Zorro. Here's a Z on your chest. Like whatever, man. Like stab him with that do sword. It. Fucking put a Z on somebody's chest, asshole. I dare you. I can. I can do it. Give me a sword. I'll do you it. Couldn't. You Let couldn't. me try it. I'll try it on you. Do it, bitch. Uh, I just thought it was interesting that he worked. He wrote on every show that William Shatner was on. 
That's crazy. So maybe they were friends. I don't know. But I maybe that was a Shatner fun. owned him, kind of like like a Wookie. <laughs> <laughs> like maybe he he like saved the guy. Like Shatner sh- saved maybe. him. But uh, that was a John Larroquette fun fact of the week. Oh, how interesting. How interesting. (laughs) Uh, The gist of this episode is uh, the Romulans... uh, The beginning of the episode, you have to understand that Romulans exist on one side of a neutral zone after a nuclear space submarine conflict a hundred years earlier. Yeah, let's just pretend that that got retconned because it does. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of stuff in this episode gets retconned. We'll talk about that a little yeah, bit. But yeah, uh, it begins with a wedding, like the most secular wedding I've ever seen on a t- TV show. There's no they are religious f- symbols at all, dude. They are straight chilling in that whatever room, though. Like they're just like fucking statues in there. Yeah, I think Scotty's really like leaning against the wall, and he's just like, "Hey, fuck it, whatever." And it's like. They have pretty much, like, half the bridge crew at their wedding. I'm like, you guys are yeah. just kissing ass. You don't know these people. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, right. Like, like fucking, I'd be like, I don't want to go to your wedding. <laughs> Downstairs. Like, I take a turbo lift? Fuck that. Um, fucking Captain Kirk says uh, that all captains throughout all time have had, like, one happy duty. And that's sort of that's like a That's the theme. great wooden sailing ships, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of like a theme in this episode and a lot of other TOS episodes. Even in TNG a little bit. Oh, yeah, no, they bust the shit out. Yeah. They bust the shit out Like a the lot. captain's burden, right? Where they have yeah. all of these horrible duties that they have to complete. Right, the responsibility of a captain is, like, insane. Oh, yeah. But, like, there's also, like, these times when they get to, like, do these, like, f- like fun chores, let's call them, right? Like, Yeah, where they don't have to tell somebody their loved one died. Although exactly. Kirk does have to do that later. Uh-oh, uh, Chekhov's gun yeah. on the wall it's, it's here. A, Chekhov's a little bit. murdered husband. It's Chekhov's dead husband. I mean, you can tell right out the gate which one of them's gonna die, because like the lady has like a bunch of lines and the guy never says a word and just smiles yeah. at once. The lady says something like, <laughs> It's not going to be that easy to get away from my, t- like, talons or whatever she says, you know. Her hook is what it her is. Her hook, that's and what it says, is. And he says, at least for now, I'm still your superior officer. Which I'm like, when you get married, do you get demoted? What the fuck is happening? Maybe he meant, like, she'll get promoted beyond him. Or maybe he meant, like, she's in charge. That's how I took it maybe, as. Like, she, she's in charge. I just thought like, that was later. such a weird line. I was like, okay... Yeah, maybe it was, like, a little, like, ahead of its time for that 1960s when, like, you know, women had to still, like, chew food for men and stuff. <laughs> oh, you mean women don't do that anymore? <laughs> I mean, they should. <laughs> I'm kidding. Jesus Christ, I'm kidding. <laughs> Fucking, I'm sure you're gonna get some angry emails from people, like, I don't think how dare so. you make me chew your food? <laughs> I fucking, I fucking phoned that joke in hard enough that they get that I was kidding. Hopefully. I don't know, Josh. You're always phoning him in. (laughs) Got him. Uh, But the wedding gets completely canceled for the moment because uh, the sirens start going off. Yeah. Everyone report to your stuff. Do your shit. Let's go. Everybody to battle stations. Yes, which is crazy, right? Which is weird because they just got an announcement that, like, uh, Outpost 4 is under attack. And they're like, yeah, it'll be like... 20 minutes before we get there. Everybody go to your battle stations and just hang out for 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, no, you gotta get ready. I guess. I was thinking about that. Like, there's 
like four or five people in the uh, phaser bank rooms. <laughs> Why? There's like a guy in the back who's just facing the wall. He's Here's, not even like doing anything. <laughs> this brings up a point I wanted to talk about with this episode is um, you can tell that we're watching old television because like they had only so many places that they could go. Yes. On the ship. So they had to make like the phaser room. You know what I mean? To like suit the story later yes. on, even though like there's no fucking phaser room. <laughs> and the phaser room is like also like the cheapest looking room that has yeah. ever been a set on the right. Star Trek Enterprise. Well, they were like, let's take some engineering panels and just like put them in a square, you know? We'll just like make it look like this is a different room, you know? There's a great shot later where uh, the two guys in that phaser room like freak out and are like staring at the wall, and it takes like a full like minute for the camera to swivel over and show the the gas leaking out. Oh yeah, and the gas is like fucking everywhere when it it's just in the room. Yeah, and I'm like, you just noticed that? Like, what does phaser coolant smell like? It probably smells like highly like cancerous. Like apparently they just. Didn't notice. Although how it the kills fucking, them instantaneously. How fucking smell. cold would it have to be to cool down some phaser shit? I don't know. There's a lot Super of like, cold. weird ass pseudoscience about phasers in this episode. Yeah, this is also like when like and they kinda like try to recreate this bullshit in like the two thousand and nine universe where like the Enterprise is more like mechanical than it is like yeah, computery. They, they you know? literally just go to like a fucking uh sewage plant and pretend yeah. like it's the engineering deck. Right. Like yeah, like in that movie, yeah, there's like a water reclamation tube that like spins around like in a maze and it's like, well why wouldn't they just have the thing go to the thing? Like Also, why is it out in the open? Like everything else is underneath panels put, and shit. Yeah, put but, it in a wall. Like nobody wants that's like a waste of fucking space. But whatever, like, I guess. It's it's anyway, like we already, they're we already fucking, about why that sucks. Their engineering deck is like the size of a giant warehouse for no reason and just has a bunch of shit in it. So who knows? Yeah, because it's like it's like an aircraft carrier. Like that's and that's kinda like what they were thinking with the Enterprise. It's like an aircraft carrier or like a submarine. It's definitely really. a submarine in the original. It's more series. of a submarine, yeah. But it's, and that's uh, why it's, there's like a yeah. phaser room, like the phaser right. bank room or whatever, because right. like weaponry on a sub is controlled elsewhere. Right. They don't like push a button on the on the bridge and like you know it does like the torpedoes don't load themselves, right? Yes. Like a guy has to do it or a lady has to do it. And I guess that's what the phaser room was supposed to be. But there's like what always gets me is there's like three giant panels in that room mm-hmm. and Spock runs in and presses three buttons on one of them and then one button on the other and it fires the phasers and I just wonder what the fuck are the other 900 buttons and whole panel for <laughs> this is Dude. super nitpicking horse shit I'm just joking but <laughs> no no like but this is like this is like the the uh I don't want to say, like, the trouble with, but this is, like, the price you pay for watching old television. It's, like, they didn't really, like, think about, like, the technical stuff Um, in a show. There was none of that. There was no technical fucking supervisors on deck like there were on other series later. Right. They're more interested in, like, act the shit out of the scene. And that's, like, Spock is just, like, hitting buttons because he's, like, super acting. You know what I mean? There's there's some really fucking good acting in this episode from Mark Leonard and even like uh, Shatner yeah. does some pretty damn good acting in the episode. This is a very good episode. Um, 
it really it it it's very like far and away like one of my favorite TOS episodes oh, that yeah, I've wa- sure. ever watched. Um, it's it 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 feels like a great episode of television in in a in a season of of Star Trek where like there aren't a lot of great episodes in this. I don't know. Like I think season, the episode after this one isn't of any Trek series ain't great. No. And I think I'm not, TOS yeah. on the whole has a better season one than any other series. Yeah, yeah. But it's season two has a lot more good episodes yes. in it, comparatively. I think the episode after this is when they go to the Pleasure Planet yes. and Alice in Wonderland happens, so... Yes. They go to <laughs> Not Riza. Not Riza, and, like, robots, like, <laughs> fucking, like, like, get replicated, like, to make their dreams come true. So it's like not a holodeck either, right? No. But it kind of is. It's a it's a different episode than this one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I agree this with is you. a great episode. This is a really um, like the way that this episode ends. Not to talk about how it ends, but like the way it ends, you're like, oh my god, like that's that was just really good television. Like that was just a really good television. Oh yeah, show. for sure. This episode also <laughs> has my favorite, well, one of my favorite Kirk lines of all time. Yeah, when, I know which one it is. Yeah, the guy's like talking shit about like uh, Romulans and Spock mm-hmm. and their relationship to each other, and Kirk just says, "Leave your bigotry in your quarters. There's no room for it on my bridge." It's great. It's great. I love that line. They they do a really good job of having this uh, random lieutenant, whatever the fuck his name is, L- like Lieutenant Angry Racist, Lieutenant <laughs> Bigot Jones, who like. Uh, because like before this like the federation doesn't know who the romulans are like no. they they fought a war with them uh in the in the scott bacula years um yeah but they had never seen a romulan and knew nothing right. about them so so the romulans are like so secretive and so fucking like paranoid i would say that like they they know enough because they know where they came from right the mm-hmm. romulans know that they were ancestors of Vulcans who left Vulcan a thousand years ago. So they don't want the Federation to know that because it would give uh, an advantage to them probably. You yeah, know what I mean? They would understand a little bit about their history and their tactics right. because they know that they have that relationship with Vulcans. Right. And they would know how to kill them because they know how to kill a Vulcan. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they're, they're basically the same. Like you don't, changed that much in a thousand years so the whole idea is they want as little as possible to be known by their enemy right which is a great tactic yeah it's really smart it's insane to me that like the earth romulan war happened and there was a treaty made that set up a neutral zone and no one met face to face during any of this like the romulans are so fucking underhanded that they figured out a way to like make earth sign a treaty with them without even meeting with them. right it's it's fun in like uh like in Enterprise when they start getting into like the Romulan stuff um they make them use like drone ships. So like it there's they like the Romulans make a ship that can cloak but it also replicates like different phaser frequencies. So like 
they start pitting like all the uh, races of of what will, will what will be the Federation against each other. Like, so they'll have like the drone ship fire like Tellarite phasers at an Andorian ship and blow oh, it up. Yeah. Well, shit. I didn't know they had like uh, cloaking technology back then because it's pretty fucking remedial in this timeline. Yeah. Like. Yeah. So I. It's sort of like like. Bobo ass cloaking, like it's sort of like it can mask like certain things, but I don't I don't remember if it like cloak cloaks. Because I mean, the big thing in this episode is how much power it takes to run the cloak to yeah. the point where like that's why the Romulans end up losing is because right. they run completely out of power, running right. the cloak to death. Yeah, that they kind of I think they kind of retcon that because I think in the in Enterprise then like all the races kind of, like, form, like, a net. Kind of like how they do in TNG with the Tachyon net, you know? Yeah. And they kind of, like, use, like, that at, to find the, the ship. But, like, they beam onto the ship, and, like, there's nobody on it. Oh, and they're like, what yeah. the hell? Full they're like, what is ship. this? Yeah. And, like, they can't even breathe in there, because they're like, well, there's no air in here. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, there's no need for it. Yeah. It's really kind of cool how they, like, take that one thing that happened in this episode and apply it to, like, what would have been hopefully like the Romulan War, but the show got canceled. Oh, that so sucks. We'll it get to that suck. episode though. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good one. That that does suck that the show got canceled just then. From everything I've heard, that's when it starts to get really good. Is the last season? The last season is very good. Um, because like lots of shits happening on Earth where like there's all these like xenophobic like uh basically like Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, basically, and then they're like, they're like, ah, get these aliens out of here, and everyone's like, what the fuck is going on, you know? And like the the Earth starts to like have to make a decision where it's like, well, what kind of Earth do we want to be, you know? Yeah, do, do we, we want to be, be like Earth is only for humans yeah. or what? Yeah. So it it gets really good. The, anyway, anyway, <laughs> the whole deal with the neutral zone is that if either party crosses the neutral zone or enters into it. Then war gets declared again. Earth Romulan war, war were declared. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what does that red button mean? War were declared. <laughs> and like the situation is so dire. Like they don't even know what's up yet. They just know that Outpost Four is under attack. The weird, like xenophobic guy who cares like a lot about his ancestor yeah. from a hundred years ago getting killed. Yeah. Um, he's real obsessed with that for some reason, but he's yeah. like, yeah, it's the Romulans. And they're like, what? You jump into conclusions, boy. But he's yeah. right. Yeah, that's making the crazy guy right's never a good idea. Uh, Kirk has a great <laughs> line before that, too, where he says, their war, Mr. Styles, not yours. Yes. That, dude, that line is incredible. Because that to me is like, that's what a Starfleet captain would would yeah. act like, right? Like, like that's nothing will completely like ruin your pop culture opinion of Kirk and make you see him in a much better light than actually watching TOS. Yeah, but nobody wants to do that because no. they're like, I much prefer the crazy idea that I have in my brain about William Shatner. No. <laughs> that's old and stupid. He fucked a green girl. He, he had sex with green ladies, even though there was only a green lady in the episode he wasn't even in. <laughs> Dude, yes. That's true. But, like, they head towards Outpost 4, and they do some surveying. Outpost 2 and 3 are destroyed. 
And yeah. this month, Lieutenant Styles is still like, yo, it's a Romulan ship. I'm telling you, it's them. <laughs> yeah. And again, he's right. Yep, not great. Uh, they start trying to track the ship, and that's when we learn about the cloaking device. And mm-hmm. uh, they're pretty amazed, but not as amazed as I would be in their place. <laughs> Like, they're like, oh, they must have perfected the technology necessary. It takes a lot of energy, but they must have figured out a way around it. And I'm like, fuck it, it's invisible, dude! <laughs> Do the Klingons have it at this point? No. They don't, don't have it. They, don't, they get it They get it from the Romulans. Klingons at this point. No, not yet, right? Yeah. Not yet, yeah. Uh, but I mean, in like even the retconned history, do they have it? Maybe. I'm not sure. I, don't I really think they might. It. I think that they might. I'm always, like, a little against the idea of anyone but Romulans having cloaking technology. For one, it doesn't make any sense for Klingons with their, like, warrior culture and, like, meeting everything head on. It makes sense that they would steal it, though. Yeah, that's the thing. If it was actually stolen from the Romulans. Like, yeah, we stole it. Well, I mean, I would say, I would say, uh... We need to watch Discovery, because they kind of get into this. Oh, Yeah. But they kind of do it in a stupid way, so I would say forget it. Isn't it the truth about everything related to Discovery? They kind of get into that, but in a stupid yeah. way. Also, they have a third dick, but the one is cloaked. <laughs> it's cloaked. They have they, third nobody dick can see it. Yeah, so they everyone just thinks they have two dicks, but they really have three. They can choose how many dicks they piss out of at a time. <laughs> that would be crazy. I've been making so many double Klingon dick jokes since we st- we learned about that. It's so stupid. Just it is the dumbest shit. It's so fucking like pandery stupid. Did you, did you like, see the spoilers for how uh, the season of Discovery ends? Like what shows? I know. Everything? Yeah, I know. I know what happens. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I was trying to talk to to Paul and Nick about it, and uh, without giving it away, and I and I was like, here, I, all I will say is they really. They're really kitchen sinking this. Yeah, they're they're all in, man. They are all in on this. Yeah, and, so. you, and you heard who's gonna like be a guest now and everything. So I yeah yeah who I mean I know who who's gonna be in it. Yeah, like the one the, the, the one character. character. Yeah. Yes, yes, I do. We did yes. fucking horribly dancing around this. We're like crushing it. We're dancing. Well, it could be it so like horribly. it could be like three people, and it's the one that nobody really cares about. So. <laughs> It's so. fucked up, but uh, <laughs> it's the stupid one who who no one gives a shit about. No, it's the, <laughs> one of the most popular characters ever. But whatever. <laughs> Wait, no, are we talking about the same one? I don't think so. I don't think we're. Talking I don't think about we are. Well, maybe I don't know then. Holy shit! Let me look it up. Yeah, because I, I know. I'll just fucking um, like. We'll take a second out of our podcast for me to just type it to you in the yeah, chat. Yeah, type it to me. Type it to there. me. There. Yeah. Okay, I didn't hear that. Oh, I yeah. heard it. I heard it was this person. Now I'm going to type. <laughs> uh, no, he's not showing up at all. Oh, he's not. Okay. No. Oh, I, I read it wrong then. Okay. No. My um, bad. I'm sure people yeah, could no. fucking parse the answer out of this, but who cares? Yeah. Um, let's just say my beef with Discovery is that it sucks. Anyway, um, <laughs> they they talk to the commander of Outpost Four, who like gives them the necessary information that without which they would be obliterated instantly yeah. when they meet the Romulans. You know, the Romulans have some sort of unbelievably powerful weapon that they'd never have again after this. <laughs> they do mention yes. that this is the flagship of the Romulan Empire. 
So right. it might have been like an experimental weapon or something. But don't the don't the uh, Romulans get the Doomsday Machine at one point? Uh, maybe that little conical looking weird thing. Maybe. Maybe it's part of that. Maybe like like they gleaned some information from that thing, and maybe they like put it on a ship or something. I don't know. I'm just I'm sci-fi writing my way out of this paper bag <laughs> yeah, right write now. Write yourself out of that fucking corner, uh, dude. That's all sci-fi is. <laughs> write your way out of this. Figure out how to get out of this. Like Lieutenant Styles, uh, Lieutenant Bigotry, he wants to fucking attack instantaneously, even though yeah. uh, one wrong move puts the entire Federation into a war against the Romans. Right. Which like. Would be horrible. Yes. <laughs> Bones later points out that millions and millions of people would die. Yeah, probably close to, like, several billion people would yeah. die. Because the Romulans are not known for their, uh, like, good treatment of their enemies. Well, that's the thing about the Romulans, too. Like, in the Extended Universe stuff, uh, at the end of the Federation... Well, not the Federation, the Earth-Romulan War... Yeah. Uh, they were just like warping ships into planets, which was like destroying entire planets. Cause like that's pretty Romulan. Cause, yeah, cause it's it's also very like post World War Two, uh, kamikaze pilot f- yeah. uh, fear. You know what I mean? Like oh for sure. Th- there were men who served in the navy who like saw that happen and were like really fucked up by yeah, it. Yeah, there's so. nothing you can do against that either. Is the it's thing. it's horrifying. It's horrifying. Yeah. Like you ever see like those like old like uh, gun camera uh, films? Where, like, gunners are just, like, shooting like crazy. Like, the sky is full of bullets and this plane is just, like, coming toward the ship. Yeah. Like, how fucking crazy is that? Jeez. Like, the fucking <laughs> World Wars. Like, people look back on World Wars and they're like, look at the valiant heroism. And I'm like, look at yeah. the fucking horror. Yeah, it, would, it was. It, you don't. Don't be in those. Yeah, <laughs> don't be. Don't, don't be, be in, in World Wars. Just don't. It's not those. good. Yeah. Hopefully we won't be soon. Yeah, we're both too old, so... Yeah, so we'll just die like everybody else. We'll just die here, like everybody Yay. else does. <laughs> Whoop-de-doo. <laughs> Let's take a break! We'll take a break, and when we get back, we I swear we will talk about the episode. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back after these messages. Enterprise log, Captain James Kirk commanding. We are leaving that vast cloud of stars and planets which we call our galaxy. The question... What is out there in the black void beyond? This is Captain Kirk of the USS Enterprise. Is there anyone on board? Is there anyone on board? Have you raised anyone, Lieutenant? Nothing, sir. It is an unmanned probe which seems to be carrying a warhead. William Shatner stars as Captain Kirk, and Leonard Nimoy as science officer Spock on Star Trek in color. And we're back. Buy that product or service. Do it. We get money for it. We don't. We really not yet. Hopefully I, one day. Oh, 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 here we go. Contact us, Monster Energy. Uh, well, we'll Don't skip- you love looking at TV Guide? Are they still a thing? Oh God, maybe. Well, now I got to put a TV Guide commercial for the. <laughs> Good luck with that shit. 
<laughs> there are some. I know there are. Um, we'll skip ahead. Uh, Uhura picks up a communication signal uh-huh. that uh, is. It's really easy to misunderstand as a signal coming from the Enterprise. Yeah, but it's not. It's a signal coming from the Romulan ship. Okay. I don't remember being confused by this. It's they say it's coming from this ship, and they're like, oh, "Yeah." That's weird. And I was like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> uh, maybe they were going for some like sci-fi weird shit there, and like I don't know. They didn't explain it real good. But this is when we get the shocking reveal that Romulans yeah. look exactly like Vulcans. Vulcans, which is really cool. Like, not only because like there are like. Uh, like mythological implications to this, right? Like, this is all, this is like Satan being cast out of paradise, and it's what exactly this is like is like the Sith. That's what this is. The Romulans (laughs) are the Sith. Yeah, and I mean, it's not like George Lucas ever stole anything from anything. No. Also, they're like like dark elves, right? Like yeah, they are dark elves. Like they get cast out, and they're the bad elves, and the Vulcans are the good elves. And there's there's also like the evil twin idea and everything right. that's always been in fiction. Right. Like the the doppelganger, but like the evil doppelganger. You know what I was thinking about? Uh, well, actually, real quick, doppelgangers are actually fucking terrifying if you've ever read, like, the original <laughs> legends and stuff of them. No, I don't know a lot about doppelgangers. Yeah, there's, there's, they, like, they, take like, over your life. In like in the legend, there's no such thing as an evil, like a good doppelganger. Like a doppelganger is a uh, like horrific monster being okay. that you see out of the corner of your eyes. Oh, that's terrifying. And that's very just, German. You'll just see it in the distance every now and then, and it looks exactly like you. And that's really scary. Eventually, it will track you down, obliterate you, like murder the fuck out of you, and obliterate you from existence, and just take over your entire life. Yeah, maybe he's better at being me, though. You know, maybe he does. Kill <laughs> maybe all I've your already been doppelgangered. Oh well, you're still alive, so I guess. <laughs> yes, I haven't. Um, <laughs> but all I can think about when watching that scene with the reveal of the Romulans looking like Vulcans is: Could you imagine being like a fan of Star Trek? Like you, re- you're really getting into this new show, Star yeah. Trek. You're on episode eight, and they're like. This the greatest enemy that mankind ever had. This like horrible war right. that a hundred years ago that changed the face of everything. And holy shit, it looks like Spock. Yeah, it's the Spock. Dude, I, I think would have shit my pants. I think a testament to this episode's greatness is that how much it means now. Still, you yeah, know what I mean? For like, sure. like even to, to to like to this day, like that's incredible. Like that's just really good. Like that's just unbelievably good universe writing right there. For a universe that's stuck around for yeah. better or worse for, what, 50 years, you know? Well, that's the thing I was going to talk about is something that they probably didn't even think about at the time, is but is really good for like the history of Star Trek afterwards, is that they revealed that the Romulans look like Vulcans and never explained it. Right. They were just like, right. oh shit, they look like Vulcans, alright. I guess they have a common ancestor, but that's all we're going to say. Yeah, it's it's... It's great because they didn't overdo it. They weren't like, well, here's the reason why yeah. they look like this. It you becomes know? this mystery for fans. For right. like, pe- not even fans, for like people watching. 
you mm-hmm. start to wonder instantly, like, why do they look like Vulcans? And, like, what are they? Where do they come from? Yeah, what? Yeah, what's going on? Like, what's, like what is their goal here? Because they, yeah. they're just wiping out things on the edge of the neutral zone. It seems like... They talk about the Praetor. The mm-hmm. Romulan commander talks about the Praetor, at, at, like, back on Romulus, that wants a war with the Federation. Oh, yeah, well, that's, like, the precedent now is, like... Now that like the Romulan political structure is like bananas, so oh, yeah. like every now and then you're gonna get these praetors who are like, you know what? I think we could kick the Federation's ass. <laughs> oh yeah, the Romulan like Romulans are so fucking interesting to me as a villain. Yeah, it's that type of villain like in a comic book or like a TV show where all the heroes villains team up together. Yes. And then they spend the whole time stabbing each other in the back and undermining their plans. Yeah, they, they like, fuck it all up. <laughs> Which is always super entertaining to me. The Romulans are, are great. They're, they're, they're like, uh, you could write, like, papers on the Romulans. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Because, like, they're so unbelievably arrogant. Oh, yeah. That their arrogance ultimately comes back and butt fucks them super hard to where, like, they're their planet blows up and then now they're like the trash of the galaxy like so what do they do right like yeah the romulan empire is no more it goes away and like the tal shiar like takes over and tries to like reform the empire but like at this point the romulans were already like on the verge of like peace with the federation and they're like now nah, we ain't going back to being that way like i don't want to I don't want to do that again because it just led to like crazy shit, you know. Mm-hmm. And you find out like in uh, again like in STO canon and like expanded universe shit that like the Tal Shiar was like fucking with this shit, like this like ancient Iconian shit that like made the star go supernova, and that's why it like blew up Romulus oh, and yeah, shit. The fucking like Iconians yeah. tend to be like the big sticking point, whether somebody really likes. The storyline of STO, or whether they really hate it, is how they feel yeah. about the Iconians. They don't like the Iconians, I guess. I don't know. I think it's, like, super fun, because it's like, eh, whatever. You have <laughs> like, to have a new threat, right? Like, the, yeah, it's a video every, game. Every series has its new threat, even beyond yeah. just being a video game. Like, right. In, in TOS, the new threat was the Klingons. Yeah. And in TNG, the new threat was the Borg. Right. And they were the big one. the Dominion in DS9. Yep. You have to have your big new threat. And in STO time, it can't be the Borg again. We already did that again with Voyager. Yeah, the Borg are, like, super annoying in that game. Uh, But the Federation kind of has, like, a lid on them for whatever reason. Mostly because, like, it's kind of explained away because, like, the Borg can't understand what they can't assimilate. And the Federation have, like, taken, like, great, like, strides into, like, not being assimilated anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, Janeway does, like, a good job in Voyager of, like, really fucking up the Borg. Like, she really fucks them up. Um, which, like, scatters them a little bit to the winds a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, like, there's a great line in, in Deep Space Nine where uh, Cisco's dad is, like, you would think, like, he's, like, all you ever say is, like, how vast and infinite the universe is. He's, like, you would think that all these people could, like, learn to just, like, stay out of each other's way yeah <laughs> and he's like, like the universe well is so big why are we always in yeah. each other's way and he's always like well dad i wish it was that simple you know what i mean yeah. like so they, it's kind of like an interesting like 
comment on like the show itself too like why does there always have to be like this big bad guy but it but it galvanizes i think it proves a bigger point right like well, there's and that, especially there's in this idea episode and everything really that like the only reason that we're enemies is because we don't have a bigger threat to unite right. us right. there's there's so little separating who we are in all these different societies that right. all we really need is something like you said to galvanize us Right. It's like the Reagan and Gorbachev thing where he's like, look, if there were aliens, like we wouldn't give a shit about each other anymore, you know? Yeah. And it's like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. <laughs> this episode, uh, like, whether it means to or not, gives us that same sort of a lesson. Yeah. That there's really not that much difference between us. Like, the Romulan right. commander and Kirk are very similar characters. Yes. They both have this sort of, like, melancholy because of their situation. Mm-hmm. Like, Kirk talks about how he wishes he was on leave somewhere on, a sh- on like, a sailing ship playing On a robot planet. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on Robot Ryza, where Alice in Wonderland is going to happen. He asked for it. <laughs> but then the Romulan commander talks about, like how this war is going to happen and how like so many Romulans are going to lose their lives and to the point yeah. where he wishes almost that he would be destroyed before he could get back home and tell them about what happened. That's an, a super interesting Romulan thing that they do. And I, and this, this episode really, I think started it and nailed it right away. Like that the Romulans are so conflicted personally with like the things that they have to do. Right. Like, you get this in, like, TNG with, like, uh, what's the name? Jarek or whatever. I think we're going to talk about it later. Or, no, we're not going to talk about that one. No, we're but, not going to uh, talk about that one. The, the one where the, ad- the Admiral is, like, trying to defect and, like, he just, he, like, can't, like, wrap his conscience around the things that his government wants him to do, you know? Yeah, and I mean... It brings to, like, that whole idea that, like, one person's hero is another person's traitor, Yes, yes. Like, the people on the Romulan commander's ship, like, almost full mutiny on him several times during yeah, the episode. Yeah, they get real mad. <laughs> because they follow, they're blindly following orders, and he's questioning them. Yeah. He's also a hell of a lot smarter than they are, since they fall for Kirk's tricks, in, like, instantly, and he's like, no, stupid. Well, they, they underestimate humans, right? Because they're so arrogant that they're like, well, we're the ones who are going to win. Like... That's like total nationalism. Like that's yeah. the Romulans are super nationalistic. Like there's also like a really great moment where uh, the Romulan commander demotes a guy two yeah. steps in rank, which is fucking crazy for one. Two steps. Two steps. <laughs> and he, he demotes him two steps in rank, and his like advisors like, yo, you should be careful. This dude has friends in high places, which yeah. it buries that little seed about how right. Romulan society works. Yeah, everything is subterfuge. Everything is like, uh, I mean, it's very Roman, right? Obviously, Romulus Remus, like oh, it's very course. Roman. Yeah. But like, it it's it's that that political intrigue that runs the society. Like, everyone's a politician. Like, you could be like a store owner, but you're a fucking politician, you oh, know? Because yeah. you got to be sneaky and sh- and shitty like that. This episode like plants seeds one after another after another about yeah. what Romulans are like. You know, they had to pick the threads up and, like, take them places as writers continuing a series. Right. 
And the one thing that, like, cements that for me is they talk about how the whole attack that the Praetor is sending them on is completely politically motivated. Yeah. It's just to increase his power on the planet. Right, like, he woke up one day and he was like, I'm just gonna fucking toy with these pawns, and I'm gonna move some pawns on the board, and if they die, like, whatever, but, like, I'll be better off, you know? Like, Like, he sends them on this horribly dangerous mission... For no other reason than it will make him seem powerful as a leader. Right. Like, right. I made this decision, now we're going to war with the Federation and we're going to take it over. Right. And it's like, it would be it would be an, a, a disaster. Because, like, the war, the Earth-Romulan war is, like, it's, like, crazy. Like, it's a horror that, like, nobody has ever foreseen, which is why the Federation is birthed from that. Like, yeah, because every one of the races who was involved was like, yo, we can't ever let this shit happen again. Like, that's why the Andorians and Vulcans and everyone's like, okay, sure. Like, let's, yeah, Federation it up. Let's do it. You know what I mean? Like, they so need that mutual. lost their lives that, like, yeah. the only way to ensure that doesn't happen again is to partner up. Yeah, and they're so, the Romulans are so, like, terrifying like like they're do they'll do anything right like like there's no reasoning with them like in enterprise like you get some villains in season three who like seem like they're kind of like that but then like they get convinced otherwise and then there's like reasonable people in 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 their ranks but the romulans are just like drones like yeah it's all about duty for a romulan officer like if Which you, is kind of what the Klingons are, too. The Klingons aren't duty as much as they are, like, glory. Right. right. And they're, they're more, like, berserkers. Like, they're more, like, like crazed out on the idea yeah. of killing. They're, like... The thing about Romulans is, is it's all about order. Order yeah. is all that matters. And for... And, like, order can be, like, through subterfuge. Yes. Like, you become... It's, like, not only order in, like, keeping things, like, under control, but it's also order as in, like, the order of people, the cast right. of people. the cast of people, yeah, the cast and system. Like, you can move up that cast through, like, duplicity and subterfuge. Yeah, it's, it's the Sith. It's the Sith. And uh, Klingons are all about power mm-hmm. and, like, warrior rights. Right. Like, the only way to get higher in the echelons as a Klingon is to have greater and greater glory in battle. Right, you get more, like, war points. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're more like, they're the orcs, right? They're they're more, like, brutish. Like, there is, like, a, there is a lot of, like, overlap in Romulans and Klingons that I'm sure was completely not meant to happen. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. But, yeah. like, there's, there's definitely a caste system in the Klingons that's, like, by birth as well. Yeah, the caste system in Klingon society is, like, worse in a way. Yeah. Because, like... And they talk about that in, in a lot of episodes. Uh, they do that in DS9 a lot because of Martok. Yeah, yeah Martok he's also. He's lowborn, but right. he's general. Right. And, like, they talk about how, like, uh, even, like, the the lawyers on uh, Kronos, like, used to, like, find honor like people would be like that's an honorable profession to like be a lawyer you know and like now he's like now the one uh, guy from enterprise who's uh jg hertzler it's it's martog but he's playing a different klingon says like well now all the all the kids care about is warrior being a soldier and being a warrior because that's like the easiest way right to like get yeah. glory 
And it's it's obviously like the whole society is slanted in that direction as well. Yeah, it almost destroys them. It's like, like it's like the idea like uh, you and I know this very well that if you go into cr- into like a creative profession, mm-hmm. everybody instantly looks down on you and thinks Oh yeah, that, no, know, yeah. Like, artists stupid, are, are shitty. shitty. Yeah, what do you do? Oh, you know, just do stuff like so like when you go home, right? Like Zane and I talk about this a lot like 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 when when you go home, like you put a television on, like people like us, like have to make that. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it doesn't just t- happen for you, you know. Like when I talk to a normal person, and they're like, uh, "Well, you know, I work at the I work at like the Toyota plant," and I'm like, "Oh, that's cool." And they're like, mm-hmm. "What do you do?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm an artist." And they're like, "Well, what does that mean?" Right. And I'm like, "Why well, didn't ask you what you do at the fucking Toyota plant, dude?" Yeah, what does like, work at a Toyota plant mean? Like, it's the yeah. Same, it's the same shit, right? Like, it's we probably have two a lot of jobs. Things. Like, yeah. I don't think one of them is more important than the other. Right. Exactly. But anyway, we're way off topic. <laughs> are we? <laughs> um, I think we're about to make the point that we are the ones who live in Romulan society, Jeff. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, oh, my really God. Do. It was Romulans the whole time. <laughs> we really do. <laughs> my fan is squeaking. Shut up, fan. Both of us are named Decius. <laughs> um, I don't know about you, but I was raised by wolves. <laughs> Uh, Kirk holds a conference with oh, uh, the conference. Scotty and Spock and Sulu, and he invites like Lieutenant Styles for some reason. <laughs> hey, sit on on this conference, Lieutenant Styles. You're my most trusted officer, Lieutenant Styles. <laughs> you haven't been up my ass for the past twenty minutes trying to tell me I'm the shitty captain. They have a weird line as well, where Scotty's like, "Yeah, they only have impulse power," and I'm like, "Yeah, what?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's all kinds of like fucking weird shit, and, and yeah, like that gets retconned like instantly. Just so. ignore that. <laughs> yeah, but they're talking about their capabilities, and like the the Enterprise is completely outgunned. It has like it's outmaneuvered, but yeah. they're f- like they're faster, right? And so they don't have much of a chance. To win the yeah. fight against them. But Styles points out that like if they don't fight them, then they'll go back to Romulus and the war will begin. And he does it in a very angry, like fucking vitriol fueled like rambling dickhead moment. Yeah, he gets real upset. Uh, and Kirk just tells him to sit down. Yeah, Kirk handles it like pretty well. I probably would have thrown this guy in the brig or oh, yeah. confined him to quarters by now. I'd have been like, "Look, man, like you can't be yelling at me." Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm, the I'm captain, a fucking captain. <laughs> yeah, go to your quarters, dude. But uh, there's a great moment where Spock just says, "I concur." <laughs> yeah, he agrees with them. He thinks, yeah. So Styles believes like the war's already started, right? Like he's just like, "We're here. We're already at." Yeah, the point. they've already crossed the neutral zone, right. so the war has been declared. Which is interesting, because it's like, that's just an imaginary three-dimensional line in the sand, right? Like, yeah. Like, the war hasn't started yet. Well, that's the you thing. Know? Like, the Romulans are lucky in a, in a real way, like a very real way, that they're dealing with the Federation and not, like, the Klingons. Oh, yeah. No, the Klingons would be like, oh, yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Like, or literally any space power. Anybody, yeah. They crossed the neutral zone, which is a yeah. declaration of war. The right. only reason they don't go to war instantaneously is because they're dealing with the Federation, who are very anti-war. 
yeah, later in like TNG, like this becomes like a, a, a sticking point where like Klingon or uh, Romulans and Federation ships are kind of like dipping in and out of the neutral zone, like willy nilly almost. Like yeah. if they if they believe that they need to do it, like they'll do it. You know what I mean? So. It's Which, an interesting. It's not really like, how a neutral zone works. Like, no, but I mean, like even military like, right. ships aren't allowed to cross into the neutral zone. But even in like North and South Korea, like they're always shooting guns at each other over yeah, that thing. And the war doesn't start. Because yeah, the war doesn't start. Yeah, technically, both sides don't really want the war. Yeah, they, they want just don't the want other it. side to surrender. Yeah, that's like, not what the Romulans want. They want to go to war. But they right. want to be able to do it, like, on their own terms, right? Yes. Like, sneakily. They want to make it seem like the Federation... Uh, it's all about controlling the message, right? Yeah, like, the Federation are the ones who crossed the neutral They started zone. it, yes, yes. And honestly, the Federation is lucky that that ship wasn't in direct contact with Romulus. Yeah. Because they destroy it in the neutral zone. Well, that's that's the Romulan way too. Is that they just disavow, right? Yeah. Like, which is like what happens like in real life when that. Sh- I mean, the Russians are doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Like they're sending they're sending like mercenaries, quote unquote, to like Syria, and like the United States just like fucked a bunch of those guys up. <laughs> but like, we're not at war with. I mean, well, we probably should be at war with the Russians. I mean, sooner like, or later, <laughs> we will be. So. Right. Like so, but yeah. Like that, so the Romulans do the same thing where they're like, "Well, he was acting on his own, the captain of that ship." Well, you they know. do that constantly in TNG. Yeah, so. yeah plausible deniability, right? Yep. Like they're all about that shit. There's like a so much good cat and mouse action where yeah, Kirk or the Romulan commander thinks they have this idea that's gonna one up the other one, mm-hmm. but they had already anticipated it. There's a moment right. when the Romulan commander says he's. A wily one. He seems to know my thoughts before I do. Yeah, which is great because they're it, it's like they're both so similar, right? Like they're both like great commanders or great captains, you know. And they're both very tactically minded as yes. well. Like Kirk is—I don't know if they call it the Kirk maneuver or not later, but I feel like they should because they use it all the time, following a ship exactly. In order to seem like a like a Echo. sensor mirage, yeah, because they Which do is it like all the super time. Super hard later. to do. <laughs> yeah, that would be like ridiculously difficult to do. <laughs> like in space, you could go anywhere. Yeah, and I mean, it's like the mirror gag, the Groucho Marx mirror gag. Yeah, where yeah, you, you got to do the be exact perfect. movements. Yeah. All they would need to do is like, all right, hard left, real fast. All right, hard yeah, right. Yeah, do like a do like a random maneuver. Yeah. And they'd be like, shit, is not following us? Oh, shit. <laughs> She's it! <laughs> Styles, Lieutenant Styles as a character is like a plot character that Star Trek uses a lot. Like, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm here to be the racist. Yeah, he's like the shitty guy. Yeah. And he he's like, maybe Mr. Spock's an expert. <laughs> oh, right. Looks- there's like a, a level of like accepted xenophobia in this episode where like yeah. they see that the Romulans look like Spock and then everybody looks at Spock like hmm <laughs> yeah like nobody's like coming at this from like a, a scientific like what the hell is going on here point of view like you would think like some of these people would be like well what the hell is this like why 
Why is this like this? I mean, it's like, the how 1960s, did, did... right? They were just like, oh, no, <laughs> right. Romulans and Vulcans are related somehow. Maybe the Vulcan's a traitor. Right, maybe, right. You automatically but, I mean, think. Nobody right. really believed that except Styles. He was supposed yeah, to be yeah. the audience insert at the time, which is funny right. now. Right. Oh, it's funny now. He seems like such a giant fucking prick asshole now. But at the time, it was like, yeah, of course Spock's with him. He looks like him. Well, he, they, I mean, dude, they do that shit now with, like, Discovery and shit. I think one of the first lines in Discovery and, like, one of the episodes is, like, she's on, like, a prison transport ship, spoiler alert, and, like, these other prisoners are talking about Andorians and how, like, they're cold in all the wrong places. Oh, and it's yeah, like, being, like, it's like, super space racist. Yeah, like, it's, like you've been in uh, the same government with these people for, like, a hundred years now. Yeah, like, what's be, your fucking problem? Like, don't be a fucking spacist, dude. Yeah, like, not gonna, like, get that shit out of here, dude. <laughs> they, they, like... Go back and forth, though, right? Where they're like, I've got this idea. I'm going to do this, and it's going to yeah. get him. Oh, shit, it didn't get him. Well, I, right. I'm going to do this. And Kirk's like, haha, I got him. Oh, wait, I didn't. Yep. And there's several, like, really clever ideas. Like, the Romulan commander shoots out all the debris that's on the ship to make it look like the ship was obliterated. Like it was blown up, yeah, which is smart. It's very, uh, like, Star Wars. But, like, like uh, Spock is too smart for that. He's like, there's not enough material for a ship. Right. Right. And he does him one better, which is like a genius fucking plan, where they just like shoot out a nuclear device in the middle of the debris and just yeah. leave it there. <laughs> which is nuts. <laughs> There's like, put this atomic bomb inside this, this fucking hydrogen bomb. <laughs> There's, there is a strange moment that happens before that, though, where like their both ships are running completely silent. With uh, all power down in order to make the other one think that they're not there anymore. I love this part because this is when like the lighting gets really great. The, the lighting in this episode is incredible. It like, really is. I was like, yo, this is amazing looking. Like, like know. the lighting department really went fucking all out on this one. Yeah, like the, like a strip of light will be over Kirk's eyes. You Which know, is my like, favorite thing that happens. Yeah, in any of cool. these episodes where he just cool. he has this intense look, and there's a strip of light across. Like his he's eyes. the only one who can see what's really going on. Right? Yeah, like, he's the only one who can literally see the light. Like he's looking through the problem. Like and it's it's like a highlighting of his emoting as well. Yeah, like, yeah. Look, look, audience. He sees right. through it. Right, this guy's a good actor, too. He's acting like crazy. <laughs> this guy's acting the shit out of this scene. <laughs> I think Shatner used to be a good actor. I, no, he definitely was. During like, this time, he was a good actor. Now, Yeah, I you think watch, like, like, the Twilight Zones, and he's amazing. You're like, yeah. this is great. Now I think he's shit, but... Well, he's out of his fucking mind, Yeah, so. he's, he's just, like, a, a ham now. Yeah, he's a ham bone. But <laughs> back then, I think he was a, he was a really good actor. <laughs> uh, there's a great scene where he and McCoy have a heart-to-heart, which are always some of the best scenes in TOS. Yeah. And that's when Kirk talks about, you know, he wishes he was just on a cruise. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is great insight into his character. He there's, just wants to fuck green ladies. The, <laughs> he talks about, like, they're not being, like, crazy shuffleboard happening or something. <laughs> like, he wants it to be so laid back. Shuffleboard? crazy dancing <laughs> happening or anything that's that's a that's some dated ass shit yes. shuffleboard is like super 1960s 1950s 1960s but that's like 
a trait of Kirk's personality that gets like pointed out in the movies, but yeah. is sort of inherent to his character all the way through. That when he's on board the Enterprise, he wishes he was back home, having like. And when he's life. back home, he wishes he was on the Enterprise. Yep. Yeah. Which is like the most human ass shit that there has ever been. Yeah. Like that's that's everybody. Everybody right? feels that, right? Like yeah. everybody. Yeah. When you're in when you're in think about it this way. If you've everybody's been to high school, right? When yeah. you're in high school, all you want is to graduate and as soon as you right. graduate and you have all to you want to do is go world, back. Yeah. Like, you just want to be in high school. Yep. For me it was college, but now I'm happy to not be in it as well. <laughs> so Yeah, college is not as fun. Um, Honestly, uh, it's for me, college was way more fun than high school. Like uh, a, a million <laughs> times more fun. <laughs> like high school for me wasn't bad. Like I, I stopped getting shit from people for being a dork or whatever in like yeah. seventh grade or something. So when I got yeah. to high school, it was smooth sailing. Yeah, but, but college you can do whatever you want. Yeah, right? college was super fucking fun. <laughs> but uh, super fucking fun. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my wife listens to this, so no. I was um, talking about myself, <laughs> who is not married to your wife. Married not to Not yet, anyway. Oh my god, Josh. <laughs> Get off my podcast. You're fired! No! Let's take a break! Josh might not be back. <laughs> we'll be back with a new co-host after these messages. Star Trek, the game. A game so challenging. You need this combat control panel to play it. Take command of the Starship Enterprise as you battle your way through unknown sectors. Blast Klingons. Raise your shields. Watch for space mines. Is this the most challenging game in the galaxy? It's inhuman. Star Trek from Sega. And we're back. Welcome to my new co-host, Sven. Yeah, it's me, Sven. No, I'm just kidding. It's Josh. Hey, I I didn't get fired, guys. <laughs> Not yet. <gasps> Touche, Jeffrey. When we left our heroes, <laughs> McCoy and Kirk uh, were having a heart-to-heart. Uh, McCoy says some really corny shit, but it's really heartfelt. Yeah, and they were kissing each other. Yeah. They, in yeah. my fan fiction, they definitely in the, kissed. In the part that I imagined in my boner. <laughs> <laughs> Your boner imagined it. Yeah, my boner, like, bonered, you know? And, like, a thought, like, uh-huh. a dream cloud popped up, uh-huh. and it was just them kissing each uh-huh. other. Uh-huh. There's your, there's, your, there's your cover sheet for this week. <laughs> there's your image. Uh, maybe. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> I can't put a, a boner on the fucking You just put, like, YouTube. a big, like, sensor bar. <laughs> That'd be really easy. A big sensor bar with a thought bubble all over it. <laughs> Coming out of it, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, the, th- the thing is that I was going to point out before is that Spock is like a buffoon in this episode. Yeah. Like, he's just fixing a panel or whatever, and he reaches up and grabs the fucking control panel on the ship <laughs> to pull himself up, and he just hits... The like turn sensors on button, right? And it like yeah, and that's when they put the nuclear warhead out, and it fucking yeah. kills twenty two people aboard the Enterprise, and no one ever says a word to Spock about it. 
Like, I'm, I'm a pretty understanding guy, right? But even I would have been like, Spock, 22 people died! Spock, pay attention. Just press your hand on the floor and push yourself up, dude. <laughs> Use your legs. These are very sensitive panels. They blow up in our face every episode. <laughs> they have, like, mercury inside of them or something. I don't know. They're blowing up all the time. We put nitroglycerin behind them for some reason. <laughs> There's fucking, like, magnesium in these things. They're just constantly exploding. But uh, the only named character that dies is the groom from the wedding. Yeah. Uh, oh, well. Oh, that's later. Sorry, spoilers. No, that's not yet. No, yeah, it's not yet. That's, that's when the... Yeah, well, they go through, like, a bunch of, like these, like, cat and mouse tactics, right? Yeah. Where, like, they're, like, fucking with each other and, like... I like at, at one point like the Romulan ship goes back in the neutral zone and like Kirk is like we're going in like this is when Kirk decides yeah. right like now Although, he's like, gonna they they sort of like play with that a little bit with the audience to not let them know exactly where people were positioned because the Romulan commander yeah. says they they will follow us back into the neutral zone if we do something yeah so and they're Kirk's like, like they're, yeah we're yeah. gonna stay just outside the neutral zone and right so maybe they or, didn't go in. Who knows? Yeah, maybe, like, yeah, I don't know. It's, like, a semantic argument, I guess, because, like, you're already shooting at each other. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, what, like but, does it matter if one of them isn't, you know what I mean? They, they send, like, uh, racist-ass Lieutenant Styles down to the um, phaser bank room. Yeah, he, he gets put there because everyone's dead down there, right? Yeah, except Tomlinson, the groom <laughs> from the wedding. Yeah, Tomlinson's still alive. He who's, survived. He's 100% alive, and he's definitely going to get married later, everybody. Yeah, Don't totally to not. Anything I said earlier. Totally not going to die at all. Um, <laughs> In five minutes. The Romulan commander's ship at this point is, like, fucked, right? Yeah, the ceiling falls down, and it kills, like, a bunch of dudes. <laughs> it, kills, it kills his best friend, the old guy. And yeah, the old guy, his dad, <laughs> his Romulan dad. <laughs> He puts his Romulan dad in the fucking, like, junk <laughs> tubes and sends it out with the debris earlier. Yeah. Cold-blooded, yeah. but very oh, clever. Well. Green-blooded. It is smart, because, like, he died, so he used their body, right? Yeah. And it continually happens that the commander's like, let's just go home now. And the Romulans, are like, the other guys on the ship are like, no, kill them. Yeah, we have to, we started it, we gotta finish and it, he's right? like, oh, fine. Yeah. yeah. And Mark Leonard is, like, fucking hamleting the shit out of his he's, lines. He's so great in this episode. Yeah, he really is good. Um, this is the scene where the phaser coolant leak happens in yeah, the, the phaser room, which is <laughs> cartoonish, almost. It's terrible because, like, the, the where they put, like, the, the pipe is, like, in front of everybody. Yeah, so they should And it's like obvious. It. Yeah, you should see it. Obviously, like, and all aren't there like alarms and shit for that Apparently crap? Not. Like there is a paper sign taped to it that says <laughs> coolant though. So <laughs> they're still using paper in the 2250s. <laughs> but they both pass out because of the fumes, Tomlinson and Styles. Uh Tomlinson mm -hmm. fucking dies. But Spock comes back and presses four buttons and fires on the Romulan ship. Yeah. And completely disables it. And Kirk, being, you know, Federation through and through, like, uh, finally gets to talk to the Romulan commander. Sends yeah. a ship-to-ship -ship message via video. And 
Kirk is straight up like, yeah, we'll beam aboard your survivors. And right. the Romulan commander's like, you know, uh, in a different world, you and I could have been friends. Yep. And then he self-destructs the ship because he's a Romulan. Yep, because this can have happened, right? Like this, yeah. this you can't have them go back in failure because they'll probably be executed anyway. Honestly, yeah, might as well blow your ship up, do it right away, right? And I mean, they don't know that much about the Federation either. Like they could be being sent to like horrible internment camps or something if they turn right. themselves over. They don't. Well, know. it's like that North Korea shit where like you know they're always telling their people how we like, you know, we're like fucking horrible and we're like putting people in like. It's basically, you know, concentration camps and shit. Like, yeah, there's a lot of that. Yeah. So um, we we learn, you know, what's his face died. Tomlinson. Uh oh. Who, who we all loved and cared now about. Now his now his cute wife. That's probably someone's nana right now. Is is a yeah is alone now. Nana Angela. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's. I was like, girl, you're too attractive to be on this spaceship. <laughs> Like she, she is very beautiful. She's and, very pretty. Yes, and like she's just crying in the chapel alone, and Kirk comes to like console her and everything. And and in yeah. everyone's like pop culture Kirk version, he yeah, this is like, where he like tries to get in, right? Yeah, he's trying to get in. He like he's right. gonna kiss her or whatever, but he's straight up like you know we we know there has to be some reason for this, even if it doesn't right. make sense now. And she says she'll be fine, and then he just lets her leave because that's the right thing to do. Well, he walk, he like walks Kirk. out. He what I love about this episode, the end is he like walks out and like he like is like poised and confident, and he's like he's the captain in this moment. Like this yeah. is when he's the captain. He has to be is the thing. Yeah. Like he he readies himself before he goes out. Like he stares off for a minute, and then he like right. he, you know swallows and puts his chest out and walks back out. Yeah, and then the, then like the directed by what's his name comes up, and it's like he's still walking while the credits come up, and I'm like, man, that's a fucking good episode of Star yeah. Trek right there. It really <laughs> this episode sticks with me as being like probably it is the best TOS episode to me. Like I yeah, love City yeah. on the Edge of Forever. That's a fucking amazing episode. But right. this is my favorite. Yeah, this is a great episode. And through and through. There's just a lot of stuff in this episode plays out throughout the rest of the history of Star Trek and it's still playing out in like STO. Oh yeah, no, like there's still all kinds of Romulan like the Romulans are like a thing that like don't go away, right? Like the Klingons go away. Yeah, they become right? your friend. Yeah, the Klingons like almost died almost exactly like the Romulan. Not exactly, but the Klingons like pretty much fuck themselves and like they're they overmine praxis and praxis explodes and so now they don't have dilithium anymore you know so how are they gonna fucking like keep up the arms race right because yep. it's a cold war allegory so they have to make peace with the federation and and now it's time anyway right it's been long enough and then we come back into tng and it's like oh the klingons yeah you mean our best friends the klingons <laughs> And you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, look, we got one on our ship. Best yeah, there's friends. a Klingon here. Yeah, best friends club. We love Klingons, and like the Romulans don't go away that easily. No, I mean like, it's teased in DS9 that like the Romulans. Yeah. I mean it's teased in TNG with the unification episodes. Yeah, the unification shit plays into STO because the the kid Daton, the the child in that, yeah, is he's like the leader of the Romulan Republic. Oh wow. Like, so like he he's like the the head of state who like is pushing for like 
you know, good relations and peace with the Federation on, on New Romulus, like, because they have to, like, recolonize a planet, you know? The, dif- the I think the difference between the Klingons and the Romulans that's, that separates uh, the idea that, like, Klingons are going to become our friend and the idea that Romulans will become our friend yeah. is that inherently Romulans are so used to duplicitousness in their society. Right, it's, it's impossible to find common ground when, like, there is no ground. Right. Like, even if there is common ground, there's always like huge elements in the Romulan right. society that are f- trying to figure out ways to stab you in the back. Right. It takes centuries, like, for peace to be achieved because like you have to get used to each other, and the Romulans refuse to like get used to the idea of like the Federation being a thing, and it's oh, like. Yeah. Well, clearly they are Romulans, so like, like you Klingon, need to get over it. Klingons are like easier to understand for humans because they're yeah. like the barbaric side of humanity. It's easy right. to understand that side and find a productive way to utilize that type of energy. Right. You can you can you can play within their society easier because you can. You know, you could go down and drink fucking alcohol with them and punch each other, and then then you're in. Then you're in the club, right? Like, it's it's not all that hard. It's the difference between, like, the barbaric side of humanity and putting that type of energy towards good use and the, like, backstabbing side of humanity. Right, like the spy side. How do you put that to good use, you know? Yeah, like, yeah, it's it's very much like if you're always a spy who are you even spying for anymore? You know what I mean? Like yeah. what, what's your, who is your allegiance to? If you're constantly like fucking everybody over all the time, it's no, crazy. It's not it, like the Federation doesn't have spies. Like we have our oh, own no. fucking section for that. Oh no. We learned later that the Federation's super creepy with that shit, Yeah, which I don't like and I never liked, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like like the idea of it. And I, I, I think what saves it for me is that like most of the federation is like well we don't agree with this like we're not we don't want to do this like they don't know it exists is the thing and i mean yeah that makes up for it somewhat for me like i don't think the federation is some completely perfect organization that should never have any wrongdoing on its hands right cuz i mean human nature is human nature even when we yeah we're evolved. still we're still people we're not we're not perfect yet. but i feel like it shouldn't be on such a massive scale What's what's genius about it is like that's exactly why it exists because like in order to like make society crystal like pristine clean you have to have a thing that nobody ever knows about you know what I mean no <laughs> <laughs> like somebody has to do the dirty work though right like they do the, the idea is that the dirty work is unnecessary at that point yeah but it but it's not though. That's I mean, it's thing. only not because the writer said it's not. It's there. Well, right, right. It's only it's only not. Also, I think because like uh, of people like the Romulans, like you have to be able to beat the Romulans like at their own shit, it's, and that's it's like when why you come to the idea Romulans. of like if you use your enemy's tactics, are you just as bad as they are? Exactly. Ex- exactly. No, no. That's a, and I agree with you, and I I think that that's part of like the brilliance of section 31 in the episodes mind you not in the movies um (laughs) i also like that section 31 is like so secret that nobody knows like where it is or if it is 
Like, that's amazing to me. There's always the idea that, like, people have put forth that Section 31 doesn't actually exist. It's just that one guy from DS. Sloan. It's just Sloan, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, like, but that's exactly why Section 31 wants you to think that, right? Because, yeah. like, they don't want to be... Like, you can't have this shit be out there. What would happen if people in the Federation found out? They'd be fucking... They would be, like, fucking pissed, dude. Yeah, and, I mean, there's always... The thing is, like, how far does knowledge of Section 31 go? We only see humans as part of it. Well, you gotta watch Enterprise. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm going to. You gotta... So, it's, it's like, a human thing. Like... Like, it's, I'm watching Section... Earth. I'm wa- Not Section 31. I'm watching... Are you in Section 31, Jeff? You have to tell me if you are. No. I would That's podcast that. law. You know that. You know me better than that. I'm Starfleet Security like through and through. Sounds like something a Section 31 guy would you say. You know what? That sounds like something a Section 31 You know what? Say. That sounds like something Section 31 guy would say. You know what, Josh? Say. That sounds a little bit like something a Section 31 guy would say. That sounds like something somebody who wanted me to think they were in Section 31, but then weren't, would say, and but really are, would say. Josh, you know, you're sounding a little bit like somebody who is in Section 31 who wants me to think that he isn't, but he's actually, actually not, but then he really is at the end of it, would say. <laughs> I don't even know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, Section 31 is neither here nor there. I find yeah. it really interesting that Section 31 does exist, though, because like organizations within our enemies mirror Section 31, like the Tal Shiar. Yeah. Well, the Tal Shiar is, like, overt, right? Like, that's, like, the high class... It's the difference in society, right? Right. Like, like Tal that's Shiar like, is like the highest military echelon. Yeah. If you're in the Tal Shiar, you're golden. And if you're in the Obsidian Order, you're golden, right? The like, Obsidian Order is like exerts way more uh, power over the government of Cardassia than even Gold Dukat knew. Yo, yeah, no, like that's the thing about like these crazy societies, like crazy so- these crazy secret societies, is that like they really run the show, and like that's the question, like with Section Thirty One, is like. How much influence does Section 31 have? Right? I mean, Sloan says, and you can't really believe anything that motherfucker says one right, way or another, but he right, says that literally no one in the Federation knows that Section 31 exists anymore. Yeah. They, to, to they, begin uh, with, they were part yeah. of the Federation. The charter. Yeah. And They're like in the charter or something. Which like who who is the like like what is this section thirty one like that's why they call it that because it's like section thirty one of the charter right like yeah why isn't anyone like what is this yeah, what does this mean <laughs> did you guys read this what is this section thirty one shit have you guys read our charter there's like a whole <laughs> section in it that makes no fucking sense it just says like section thirty one and then it has like this crazy like poop smeared on it I don't know yeah there's like a, a whole section of our charter that just says redacted in it. <laughs> It just says, totally not a spy organization here. Move along. (laughs) It just has a picture of ALF. What is this? (laughs) And they're like, oh, ALF. (laughs) Well, that's when Melmac joined the Federation. (laughs) The honorable delegate from Melmac has the floor. (laughs) I say we eat all the cat people. (laughs) And the Cadians are like, ow, that boo. (laughs) Uh, We've made a whole new continuity now. Dude. I think it's interesting how much we brought up in this episode just because of the Romulans. Like, 
I think that shows how important Romulans are to to the Federation and to Star Trek. Like the thing is, like Klingons are the big like when people think of Star Trek. But that's like, what everyone thinks. Are yeah, the big enemies. But I feel like if I had to pick one enemy from the history of all Star Trek that represents the anti-Federation best, it's the it, Romulans. It would have to be the Romulans. I sometimes I, like I like to do like these like thought experiment thought experiments is like a higher term that like I like to think about like like the Federation right like think about all the problems they have to deal with and like who the fuck takes care of all these fucking problems like I don't know well that's the thing is like the Federation is made up of like how many worlds how many like yeah. billions upon billions upon billions of peoples. So like when you yeah so like you're in the you join Starfleet and like you're like on a career path and you want to like f- like focus on something right and you're yeah. like you know what I think I would really like to work on this Romulan thing like what a daunting ass task well that's the thing is like if you're in that bright shiny future and you're like motivated enough to be in starfleet like you'd be that type of person that'd be like yeah i want to fucking tackle this romulan problem right it it might take me my whole life i might not ever like solve it you know but like like so like the federation is like full of people who are just like i my talents and what i want to do is suited to dealing with uh, Klingon diplomacy, right? Yeah. Or Romulan military tactics, or Borg, right? Like, yeah, that's the thing. Like, when you're like old enough to join the like academy, you decide at some point, like, I'm gonna be in Starfleet. Right. I wanna for some reason I wanna be in Starfleet, whatever that reason is. Like, maybe cool ships. Yeah, maybe you wanna <laughs> be like an engineer. And you want right. to work on those cool ass ships, like right? Maybe you want to design ships for Starfleet, yeah. and like you decide at that point, like you know, I want to be in because I love all the ships. And eventually, you arrive at the point, yeah, I want to design ships, right? And I think that works for everybody. Like you go into Starfleet, like yeah, I want to be in command, mm-hmm. and then eventually, you're like, I want to be uh, in command as a diplomat to work right. for like peace with whatever. Right, I want to be, like, get to the point where, like, I'm an attache or something, you know what I mean? Where, like, you have, like, diplomatic immunity and you're, like, in the embassy on Kronos and, like, that's your life, right? Yeah. Like, getting to know these races and, like, these species, like, that would be amazing, like... And that's the thing, when I ask people, because, like, one of my favorite questions is, like, if you were in Starfleet, what would you be doing? Yeah. And people always go for, like, what would I as a person right now with my skill set be doing? Which right. is probably not much. I don't know anybody listening <laughs> to this personally besides those that I do. But me personally, <laughs> I probably wouldn't be doing much, you know? <laughs> yeah, but you... But in, in the world yeah, of Star not. Trek, like, you have every opportunity you could ever desire. There's nothing standing in your way. One thing about the world of Star Trek that I think is so appealing to me, like, to bounce off what you're saying, is nobody in uh, Star Trek expects you to know everything. The whole idea of Star Trek is that we don't know shit. And, like, in our real world, like, if you show up for a job, like, what's the first fucking question on the resume? How long have you... What's your experience? And it's like, yeah, but, like, doesn't that defeat the point of, like, me, like being better at my job like if i already knew how to do this job like why wouldn't i already have this job you know what i mean yeah and i mean 
the best part about Starfleet and the Star Trek world in general, even beyond Starfleet, is that you're not expected to know everything even beyond what you already know. Like, if you come right. into Starfleet and, like, you're a xenobiologist and you're a specialist yeah. in, like, Klingon and Vulcan. Right. And somebody's not going to come up to you and be like, all right, I need fucking biology scans of the Zindi. Because there's right. already somebody who knows that. Right. And, and so, you like, you might work, work with those people. Right. Yes. Yeah. It's like all that's about th- working together. That's the thing. It's like around the next corner, around the next star is something that you've never seen before. So like who the fuck is an expert on anything? Yeah. Like you're just constantly discovering crazy shit. It's all about learning. It's not yeah. about knowing already. It's about right. learning. Knowing the thing already like you're dead. You're you're done. That's it. And that's the thing is like when Scotty started out when uh, a better example, even. When Jordy started out, he was not even in engineering. Right, and then he was, like, good at it, though. And when Star Trek The Next Generation ends, he is the foremost authority on starship yeah. engineering in the Federation yep. at that point. Yep. And it's all because of learning. You learn right. as you go along. That might be one of the best lessons of Star Trek, is that if you come into something with an empty glass... You can keep mm-hmm. filling that shit forever. Yeah. You don't have to, like... Ha- like, that's where that ego shit comes from, too. Like, in real life, where, like, you come into a situation and people are like, ugh, well, who's this new guy? And yeah. it's like... I mean, there's, like, that in human nature anyway, but, like, in Star Trek, it's like, well, whatever. Like, I don't know. <laughs> you know? Like, in, in Star Trek, it's like, if a new person shows up, you're like, hey, man, what can you do? Yeah, what's up? Like, it's we're all... Like- yeah. It's not like, hey man, can you do this specific task? It's right. hey, what can you do so that we can add you to the group? Right, and that's why like a lot of episodes and uh, a lot of a lot of storylines like are resolved with somebody who like is using their experience to like see through the problem that other people might not have seen because they didn't have that experience. Like that's why being different is good. That's why differences are good. And why we should all be like, you know what? We all can, like, learn from our differences. Because, like, I don't fucking know how to fix this problem. Maybe this Andorian does. Yeah. You know? I think that's the best lesson about Star Trek in general. Like, not even... Like, even better, maybe, than the idea that, like, learning is fundamental. Yeah. The idea that, like, differences are something to be celebrated. Yeah. And they're exactly what makes things work. Like, nobody they, in Star Trek ever meets an alien race that's not hostile and goes, oh my god, a weird alien. Right, go, right. Oh shit, a cool new alien. Yeah, what is that? Yeah. Like, <laughs> let's be friends, that, you know? They talk They talk about that in, in Insurrection, where, like, uh, the bad guy, Ruafo or whatever, is like, over the past several months, everyone's taken shots at the Federation. And he says, like, he's like, you're a dying. You're a dying race. You're a dying, like, government. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not true, though, because, like, everyone is, is, like, there to pick up the slack, right? Like, it's not just on humans. It's not just on Andorians or Vulcans. The whole point of the Federation is, like, we don't have to just do this by ourselves anymore. Like, yeah, that's the we're power all of the here. Federation. Exactly. And that's, like, when other organizations other like empires in space other peoples in space talk about like why is the federation so powerful why do they right. like operate on such a massive scale so quickly compared to other things and it's because we work together 
Right. The other just, empires are like single race empires. Right. There's a thought like the Klingons have like conquered like races and they use them as like like slaves pretty much. But like to to do that requires energy and like you're wasting your energy like governing these servants. You know, and whereas like the Federation, also, like, it's like do you... their lives are terrible and they're not treated yeah. like real people. Right. They're not going to try. They're the, not going to be like, yeah, the Federation <laughs> succeeds because we meet each other with an open hand and we're right. like, hey, we've got this stuff and you guys got this stuff. Why don't we put it together and work right. on like making even better stuff? Right. And to, to like the point when like then you don't even need to do it anymore at some point, like. You just invent shit. Like, shit just comes out of thin air. <laughs> like, yeah. Right? Like, hey, do you want a wall? Yeah, let me just replicate it. With my infinite fucking energy that I have. It's... It's crazy. The Starfleet future <laughs> is the best future for, like, a million different reasons. But it's, like, the togetherness and acceptance yeah. of the Starfleet future that attracts me to it the most. I agree. And the Romulans are the exact opposite number of that. Fuck you, Romulans! Uh, you guys can join us if you want, but you gotta stop being dickheads. <laughs> you gotta fucking figure your shit out. If you <laughs> if you stop stabbing us in the back, you can join our party. <laughs> the Federation is like a big RPG, right? Like uh, yeah. where you just keep adding people to your party, and you get better because of it. Yeah, you're investing in the future too, right? Like, yeah. So you you like you like make first contact with a, a species and like they're you know they're pretty like uh what would like they're like welfare queens right <laughs> like to use like the the shitty republican-y conservative term right like they're not contributing anything right away because they don't know anything right yeah but working but eventually with right but eventually them... oh sorry go ahead in like a hundred years or so one of them or a couple of them are gonna they're gonna start to get it right and eventually they're going to like be a valuable full member of the federation where they're like totally used to like the idea of aliens and all this shit it's brilliant it's fucking brilliant it's not like they go into these things seeking like a resource no 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 it's all about uh it's not even like a bringing enlightenment thing like a colon like colonists and stuff used to do like right. oh we're bringing enlightenment to the right it's not it's not colonist yeah it's not it's like hey guys we're the federation and if you'd like to you can join us and right. here's all this cool shit that we can help you out with because you know we see that you guys are trying to like join us up in space well you reached yeah you reached that level right yeah. you, you passed the test you've went faster than light so. Yeah. In order to protect us and you, here's an opportunity, right? Like Some people could see that as like a, a negative thing. Like, oh, you guys are trying to take over their future or whatever. But uh, the way space works in the Star Trek world is if the Federation doesn't come along with an open hand and an invitation, then yeah, the Romulans are going to come along with a closed yeah. fist and an ultimatum. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah. It's very, uh, like, end of World War II, where it's like, well, hopefully you were in West Germany, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because <laughs> like, you don't want to be in East Germany. <laughs> <laughs> the politics of the future of Star Trek is always interesting to me, especially because the Federation is so, like, 
accepting and open-handed compared to yeah. everyone else in space. It must be really difficult to work with such like iron-fisted policies on other of other societies and like combat them. Yeah, you just have to study history, really, I guess, because like it's all here, right? We all did this shit. Yeah, I mean, it's written by humans, so yeah, we're doing it right now. So <laughs> uh, the Romulans are the linchpin, though. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, without Romulans, the Federation wouldn't shine as brightly. Yeah, they're the darkness that the Federation is uh, cast against, right? Like, yeah, yeah. It 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 it's really it's really good. We're the we're the like we said it before. Like, where the Klingons are more sort of just like an annoying bad guy. They're kind of like the 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 Romulans are the Joker and the Klingons are the Penguin. Penguin shows up every once in a while and you're like, oh Penguin, get out of here. I would I would say like the Romulans are like the Joker and the Klingons are like like Killer Croc or Clayface. Killer Croc, a Clayface or something where it's all brute force and like they could yeah. definitely kill the fuck out of the Federation. Yeah, in that respect, they're yeah, not that's smart true. enough. Yeah, you're right. I think killer that's the croc. No, probably not Killer Croc. Maybe like Clayface. <laughs> I like that episode where he makes his daughter out of himself. God, that episode is sad as fuck, dude. That's a great episode. Where of... Robin falls in love with her. It's fucking dark as fuck, dude. Yeah. He killed her. <laughs> he killed his own daughter to get a part of it. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> that's Clayface for you. Fucking Clayface. <laughs> Fucking idiot. That's what Batman says when he sees a fucking clay face. <laughs> I think that's what he says when he has to fight Killer Croc. He's like, what? Fucking Killer Croc. What is this new ass fucking Batman villain that new I got? New ass? He's from the 70s. <laughs> that's pretty new in Batman terms, though, right? Yes, Batman's been around since the fucking 1930s. So. Yeah, it's pretty new. It's pretty new. I mean, he's not like. Livewire? Hurt. What's his name? He's not like the fucking Court of Owls or something that was made like five or six years ago. I don't fucking know what that shit is, even. That's so new. Exactly. What about the Royal Flush Gang? What about the Royal Flush Gang? I think they're from like the 70s, too, actually. What the fuck? Come on. Yeah. Get some new villains, Batman. Batman suffers the same problem that a lot of comic book heroes do, where like. The people who are writing them now were fans as kids, yeah. so they just want to write those characters. Those characters, yeah. That makes sense. I mean, you end up stagnated a lot, and then you end up having to reboot your comic series all over again. Well, that's comic books. <laughs> yeah. spider man real fucking bad about that. They've rebooted like oh, four yeah. times in the last few years. It's insane, man. That's so uh, dumb. Hopefully they stick with what they're doing now because their comics are mostly pretty good right now. So the movies are shit though, and that's all they care about. Yeah, that's not the comic writer's fault. Though. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. It's not. But yeah, their unfortunately. movies are hot garbage. Like Wonder Woman was all right, but the only reason why it was yeah, so Wonder like Woman's critically right. acclaimed is because it's like, of course, like a normal light bulb is gonna look blindingly bright. <laughs> It's blackness. A fucking it. ten watt light bulb is yeah. gonna look like incredible in the darkness of space. Like Wonder Woman would be a pretty <laughs> like average Marvel movie. Yeah, it's it's about as good as like Doctor Strange, right? And I like Doctor Strange, Doctor but Strange like Strange is good. Yeah, and I like mean, Wonder Woman's good too. Like, I'd say but it's, it's like I don't know. I'd say it's better than Thor. 
the first like, one the first one yeah yeah for sure it's better than thor the, the first yeah. one's stupid it's all right but the third one's great the third one was good i'd say wonder woman's like somewhere close to that it's it's maybe it's like a pretty two. good movie i liked it yeah, but all the other ones are fucking shit. Yeah, fucking... I saw Man of Steel in the theaters, and, like, I love Superman. I'll, I'll yeah. like, admit it to anybody. I don't care. And I wanted to like that movie so hard. This is why you don't have Zack Snyder make your movies. Yeah. That's just a universal truth, man. You just don't have Zack Snyder make your movies. It's gonna look like that. And, like, why do you want it to look like that? It's Superman. It's, you want your Superman to be dark and dreary and just sad. <laughs> Remember when it's raining all the time in that movie and you're like, what the fuck is happening? You just want him to be so sad. <laughs> and then That's Batman Superman. shows up and he fucking hates Superman. And you're like, do why, you do you hate why do you hate Superman so much, Batman? And he's like, uh, he's, 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 I don't like him. He's an alien. He's, uh, I don't like him because he's a he's symbol of hope, I guess. I didn't see the other movies. So. I'm an old, grizzle, grizzled Zack Snyder. I mean, uh, what's his name? Batman. What's his name? What's the fucking... Oh, Bruce Wayne? No. The guy who wrote the books. <sighs> Killing Joke. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, Alan Moore? No, Alan fucking Moore? Alan Moore. Oh, you're talking about, like, Frank Miller, who... Frank Miller, uh, Frank Miller. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, where he's, like, beating people with baseball bats and shit. He's got, like, a rifle that fires a harpoon through people, but that's not a gun, so it's okay. Yeah, it's like, Batman, (laughs) come on. You're skirting the line, Batman. You're getting a little weird, Batman. The Dark Knight Returns is alright, but have you ever read the sequel to that? The Dark Knight Strikes Back? Nah. That comic is fucking hilarious. <laughs> it is so horrible. Oh, man, I gotta read it now. But, uh, that's either... Anyway! Way. We've gone off on a pretty long tangent here. I think somewhere in the middle of all of our tangents, we talked about this fucking amazing episode, Balance of yeah. Terror. I'm not used to watching a good episode. We were hitting some yeah. pretty shitty turds there for a while, so... We, we spent two months watching, like, god-awful fucking Star Trek, so... Yeah. Watching such a good episode right out the gate was a blessing. Yep. It's weird. I don't know what to think. Yeah, maybe that's why we went off on so many tangents. We were just like, my brain can't process a good episode. Let's talk, yeah, I kept wanting to be like, wait, when does the bad part start? And I'm like, well, it doesn't. <laughs> nah, never happens. It just doesn't happen in it's this a one. Fucking great part. But then I watched the episode with the Alice in Wonderland planet, and I was like, oh, there it is. I didn't watch that episode. I was smart enough to turn it off. There's an animated series episode where they go back to that planet. Oh, yeah? And they're like, hi, Alice. <laughs> Why? Like, Why would you go back? Know. Man, I don't know. Then the one with Satan came on, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can go back to the Alice in Wonderland planet, but you can't go back to the planet you dumped Khan on to see if he's <laughs> dead or not. Like, <laughs> they didn't care. Whatever. They didn't fucking care. They are like, whatever. I hope he is dead. Yeah, hope he died and everyone on the planet. Hopefully the world didn't go into some fucking, like, ice age and then become <laughs> a desert afterwards. <laughs> Anyway. Hopefully, SETI Alpha 6 didn't blow up, and it's actually SETI Alpha 5 or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they didn't even look at the planet they dumped them off on. They were just like, all right, bye. There's rocks and water there. They're fine. It'll be fine. Who cares? Fuck them. Who cares? <laughs> Fuck them. They can't get off the planet anymore. That's what matters. Fuck them. You know what? I feel like we've reached a good ending point for this episode. Yeah, we talked about when Batman was in Star Trek... 
<laughs> How come Adam West was never on an episode of Star Trek? That's a great question. That would have been he would a have great been, cameo. He would have been great, yeah. In any any era, he would have been great. That's true. I would have loved a TNG episode with him on it. That would have been great. What if he's like a TNG episode? I'm going to do a pitch it or ditch it, and he's like an ancestor of mud. Oh, yeah. He's but like he's a, just he's like... fucking descended from mud. But like he's just this super eccentric like playboy like he's just a weird ass guy that would be great like that would be established there are space pirates during the tng time yeah with the guy who wears the seinfeld pirate shirt (laughs) yeah you mean star trek's han solo yeah of course (laughs) same character uh that would be fucking great if he was like just like an illegal dealer of like goods and shit yeah yeah. he's like uh, an exotic dealer of goods that would be amazing and he's just super weird he's just a weirdo and even better than that is if like later on in ds9 he comes back and like quark knows him yeah he's like friends with quark he like has to he like swindles quark out of something during the episode and quark gets real mad at him That would be so fucking good. And he's just Adam West. Basically, he's just Adam West. <laughs> he's I'm nothing big fan else. Of con men and things. I need more con men. It's fun in Star Trek because con manning is like almost like not illegal in a lot of ways. Because they're just like they're like whatever, get out of here, get out of here, you little scamp selling. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you steal stuff. We'll just fucking make more of it. So right. who cares? You get out of here selling women to minors, you little scamp. <laughs> <laughs> fucking pimping ain't easy, man. Fucking hairy mud. <laughs> you know he's like Hannibal Lecter in Discovery. Oh, I watched it. I know. He's an evil asshole. He's crazy. It's crazy. It's great. It's crazy. It's definitely the same character, too, everybody. Yeah. Definitely the yeah. same guy. Later it's, on, it's, he wears a pirate hat and boots and a fluffy <laughs> shirt. Same guy. Same guy. It's, um, it's a prequel. Thank you to everyone who listened to this episode. If you didn't listen, then uh, fuck you, because you can't hear this. Yeah, fuck you if you didn't listen. You don't know what I'm saying to you. Asshole. Shit. Uh, go tell all your friends and family to go fuck themselves if they didn't listen to this. Especially your grandma. Yeah, tell tell Nana to go fuck herself. Tell your Nana, who used to be a hot girl in the fucking Star Trek <laughs> episode, to go fuck herself. Also, tell her to call me. <laughs> Um, Here you're single now, Nana. <laughs> oh, anyway, he's dead. Um, <laughs> we're gonna do it. We're gonna read some of your emails on our emails episode coming up next week after this. Yeah. One. So uh, you're gonna be too late to be on the next episode. But if you'd like to be on the episode after that, you can send some fun emails to mclassemail at gmail.com. Singular email. No S. None. Zero S. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, where uh, I retweet cool stuff and uh, sometimes tweet cool stuff. A lot of late night uh, ideas popping into my head get tweeted out. Yeah, I was going to start tweeting the screenshots from the animated show and just caption them with something. Dude, like, fucking do it. It's because there is so much fucking crazy shit in that show. Just hop on that M-Class podcast Twitter, everybody. Get on it. Especially Josh. Get on there and post shit. <laughs> I'm trying to. Sometimes I'm watching it and I'm like, oh my god, let me screen cap this. And I like, <laughs> fuck it, I'm just like, let me look at this. This is ridiculous. 
the show's wild. I've seen some episodes of it. It's, it's drug fueled. Nice. It's it's just like whatever. They were just like it doesn't matter. Just it's cartoon whatever. We'll just do whatever we want this time. Fuck. Satan's in this one. I don't know. <laughs> Kirk uses magic. I don't know. I'm a big Satan guy. I want Satan in this episode. <laughs> How many Satans have been in Star Trek? Two. <laughs> A lot of Satans. A lot of Satans. <laughs> it's like too, too many Satans. Probably for Star Trek, I'd say it's too, too many Satans. Well, there's the Klingon Satan. Uh, what's his name? Feklir. Oh my god. When Worf turns into a giant scorpion, is he turned into a Satan? <laughs> <laughs> He's like an evolution Satan. Yeah. We're all like evolution a, Satans, really. That's true. Man, we were actually, man was the Satan the whole time. The most dangerous Satan of all, man. Man. (laughs) Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody, and we'll see you next week for more M-Class. Bye. Bye. Slug-O-Cola, the fly with cola in the galaxy.